Welcome to the Memberships Mastermind Podcast, the podcast that helps you create a profitable membership that serves you and your family. Hi, we're Paul and Melissa Pruitt, and we help online entrepreneurs build, launch, and grow their memberships. Each month, we host two live Memberships Mastermind Zoom calls, where we coach and collaborate with other membership site owners all over the world. On each podcast episode, we bring you one question that the Mastermind worked through. You'll get ideas and strategies that you can start implementing right away. So if you're ready to fill in the gaps in your business, decrease overwhelm, and finally get all the answers on your membership that you've been looking for, let's dive in. Welcome Welcome to to the the Memberships Mastermind Mastermind Podcast. Hey guys, how are you? Good, how are ya? Good, I was sad I missed yesterday, so I wanted to hop in. So my question is about, on the part about external and internal challenges that my potential clients might have. So real quick, I'm like, I think I'm too far out of not knowing how to use a camera to come up with, (laughs) to try to get in the mind of my ICA. I'm having a really hard time coming up with what their thought process is going to be as far as what their challenges are. I have like, you know, I bought a camera. I don't know how to use it. I only use my phone to take photos. I don't have good pictures of my kids, but that's kind of like, I'm having a really hard time. And you don't have to answer me now, but if in the group, you could think of anything that would help me out. Um, I'm going to pull my audience. I'm going to do a little box on my Instagram and ask questions, but I'm just having a hard time coming up with any of those. And is there one I should focus on more external, internal, or are they both equally as influential, influential in purchasing? Great question. Is anybody, you know, in tune with internal, external struggles, problems, aspirations? Or how you get feedback about your um, ideal client? Right. Because I realize who I want to know from, right? Is who I want to buy. So that's where I'm struggling. So Rose has some feedback. Great, Rose. Well, I really like what Stu is saying, like keep asking. So if I keep asking, you get go deeper and deeper. And that's a great exercise. And usually another easy rule is the external problems are the problems that we are not afraid to ask. You know, like, okay, I have children, which doctor do you recommend, for instance, right? But stuff that we're trying to hide from others, Uh our deep insecurities, those are the the internal problems. And um, we all have them around anything we're seeking help for. Mm-hmm. If we get really clear on the internal problems, yeah. then we can speak to them. And it could be like sharing your own story that they can then relate to, for instance. I found out um, because for myself, finding your ideal customer has been like a challenge for me. And when I started just be- talking, sharing my personal stories, like the internal problems, it's right. it's vulnerable, but then people can associate and they're like, oh, yeah, because they feel understood. Mm. So very often we attract the kind of people who we are as our clients anyways. And it's also for me, there was a shift once I wasn't afraid to share vulnerably. Uh, it was relieving because I was like, oh, I don't have to make shit up sorry my language but you can just be yourself you know so also look within yourself your own um stuff you're hiding and you don't have to to be bluntly honest about it but you find ways to talk about it that 
feel right for you. I hope Thank that helps. That's great advice. Thanks. I love that. Thank you so much, Rose. Anyone else have uh, anything they want to contribute when it comes to internal or external yeah, aspirations, problems, struggles, or how to crowdsource or, or find that in research? Anything you want to add? So a, a couple things. It's sometimes, you know, especially if you've been it not this isn't, this isn't for everyone, but if you've a lot of us, we get in the work that we've done because we've been where our people were before. Yeah. And it's sometimes it's really hard to go back there because we've learned so much. We've evolved so much, but if you could really just take some time to really just sit down and try to like, remember what that was like for you, the things that were going on in your head, the feelings. I love what Rose said, like the internal stuff is the stuff that's going on in your mind that you would never admit to anyone. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean you have, doesn't mean you have to admit all your deepest, darkest secrets, but what were like, when you were in their shoes, what were those things that you were thinking about and feeling nervous about, fearful about, and really try to take off the hat that you have on now and go back yeah. there? We just forget, all of us, we take for granted the knowledge and the skill sets that we have, and then we forget sometimes how far we've come. So that would be one thing is just to internally really try to dig deep. Other things that you can do is if you're part of photography groups, I would start paying attention to the kinds of things that people are posting in the group, right? And you can see the same questions. I know Paul talks about the, the, the eye-rolling posts all the time, those questions that they're posting all the time, the things that they're asking about. And that can help give you some data there on like, what are those challenges externally? And then if you really look at the question, kind of try it again, look at the question and, and dig deeper, peel the onion back. Well, what's behind that question? They might be asking about the camera and like, what setting do I do? But like, you know, behind that, are they afraid that they're going to look silly in front of somebody else? Did they make a promise that they were going to photograph their friend's uh, kid and they feel totally unprepared about it and they're going to look foolish? Like what's behind that concern? Sometimes it helps too. like for me, like as a creative, I like almost like narratives and stories. Like if you look at those kind of questions and kind of go into it and almost create like a little story, like look at it. When I help people with writing copy, I tell people you want to write your copy to describe as almost like if you're watching a movie. So if I was watching a movie of my ideal client, what's going on in the movie? If you know what, what what's going on, what's the scene, where are they at? Who are the players in the movie? What's going on? And you create this narrative. And the more descriptive you can get that in your mind about exactly what's going on, not just about the camera, but everything going on in their life and, and yeah. look at it like if it's a movie, then you can get deeper into some of those internal and those external challenges. And those are more points where they can feel related to. You know exactly. I mean? Yeah. So Hope has her hand up. This might be something you already do, Jillian, but I thought I would say it anyway, because I know you have a really good following on social media, but I've done this before and I have a much smaller following. So I feel like it would be beneficial, but just doing polls in your stories yeah. has been like eye-opening. Just asking, even if it sounds like, you know, silly or stupid questions, it's not because people yeah. are obviously not where you are in your business. And so that's been helpful for me, like getting to like those deeper pain points yeah. and just like polls and questions and that kind of thing and stories because 
people yeah. are bored and they scroll through stories and they'll answer. So that's- you feel like they, do you feel like they answer polls more than when they have to type in the box? Cause the poll is just like a, I think so. That's okay. what I've had more better responses when I do just oh, yeah. polls. Cause it's like a quick, I mean, I, I do sometimes do like the questions if they're like, don't require super long answers. If it's just right. like a short answer. But yeah, the, the shorter, the better for sure. I've had better responses. Yeah, easier it is for people, the more likely they'll mm-hmm. engage. Okay, that's a great answer. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's great. All right. So I'm going to throw some oddball things at, at you. I'm going to go random oh, for you. If you want to know what your ICA, your perfect ideal client, your client avatar, whatever you want to call them these days, just get on a Zoom call like this. Mm-hmm. And do maybe a complimentary mini laser coaching call. Like, hey, who here just bought their camera and hasn't taken it out of the box? And you're just totally overwhelmed because you pulled it out of the box and there's a 300-page manual (laughs) on how to use this camera. And you just want to be able to go out today, this weekend, and take really incredible professional photos within like the next 24, 48 hours. Okay. And, but what it is, is when you, you get them on just start asking open-ended questions. Okay. Who, what, where, when, how, why? We get a replay, right? Cause I'm trying to write this down. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> open-ended questions will help you create right. conversation. Okay. So who, what, when, where, how, and why. Okay. And the amazing reason for that is it allow them to open up and dialogue and talk and you will stay silent because really what you want is a recording of their languaging, mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. they're saying. Mm-hmm. So I'm just curious. Why did you, why did you buy the camera? Yeah. Now I'm going to start knowing their purpose. Like, why did they even get this? And, and then you can go into like, what, when you first got it, what was your, what were you thinking about? Yeah. You know, what's the first thing that you wanted to take a photo of? Right. You know, what happened when you opened the box? Because it's probably not going to be excitement. They probably went from really excited to like, holy crap, where's the lens? I thought this thing had a lens. <laughs> it's so true. I'm only laughing because I've been there. Yeah. Well, I'm bringing yeah. you back. I'm yeah. painting the picture. I'm, I'm doing the video. Yes, I'm, totally like, are, yeah. I'm just visualizing. It's really easy. Just put yourself in this person's shoes. Mm-hmm. We think that we forgot. But we can just yeah, play out the comedy and we can play out the comedy in our head. Yeah. You know, it's just yeah. like, okay, oh my goodness, uh, what do I do with this thing? What does this cap thing do? Yeah. How do I get the battery in this? Do I plug this to my computer or or do I, you know, crap, did it come with one of those card things? What are they called? What are those card yeah. things called? <laughs> card reader. Yeah. yeah. And then they won't know. Really quick question. So I'm actually hosting a photo one-on-one in-person workshop on Friday. With 16 people. Now, would it be yucky of me at the end of that to have typed up like a little survey question thing and have them fill that out and give it back to me? Would that be kind of tacky to do? You could do that. I would first make sure you're recording the call. Yeah. And I'd say, you know what, before we begin, we're just going to go around the room. I would just love to know. No, this is at, mine's in person. Oh, oh yours in person. Okay, well, yeah. they'll record it. And then... Yeah. Get it in real real time. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just say before we begin, I have a tablet right here. I'm going to write okay. down because we do this with every live event we do. Yeah. Love to know we're setting expectations by the end of today or the end of this event. What are you hoping to learn? Perfect. Now the main reason why that an- that answer is because that's why they paid. Like <laughs> they, that is like the best golden nugget ever. What is the first Perfect. thing that they say that they're hoping to get out? They're telling you the transformation. Yeah. 
I bought this thing. I don't know what to do now. If you're what's able, interesting if you're able to record that, that's in their own words, and that's yeah. gold. That's gold. yes, I can. I can have my husband do that. Yeah. yeah. And what's interesting, just to keep in mind, is if you have 16 people that are coming to a live event to learn how to use a camera 101, mm -hmm. you actually have all the research you need right in that event. Mm -hmm. I'm just letting yeah. you know straight up. Every single question they ask That's is an wow. internal, external thing. Yep. Because cool. the okay. external is them manifesting their internal concern. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's just something like they're just, they're not going to say like, oh my goodness, I don't want to look like a fool in front of everybody. The last time that I went to that volleyball game, people saw my the big professional lens, thought that I could take photos of their daughter, and I was freaking out. The sweat was on the back of my neck. The hair was standing up because I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't want them to know yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. And I really freaked out and had to watch three YouTube videos later that night because all the pictures were orange and they were green, and I didn't know why they're and they were blurred. And I was really nervous because that lady wanted me to send her, you know, her kids' photos. Yeah, that's okay. what their, that's what their fear is, is they don't yeah, want to, look totally. like a, you know, they're coming out with this professional looking gear and they don't want to look like a fool. Everybody's expecting them now to have instantly professional Maybe photos. photos. Mm -hmm. Now they're insecure. Oh, yeah. They're going to yeah, hide the camera. They all feel stupid not knowing how to use it when they paid money for it, you know, yeah. and they feel like they should automatically not use it when really, no, it's just like anything you purchase. There's a learning curve and there's a process, but it's be, getting over yourself enough to be willing to ask for help, which they are. Clearly, they're coming to the course, right? So that's the first step. So that's good. Yeah. But those okay. are the people that made that decision. You need to understand there's a, a larger group of people that bought the thing and it won't yeah. come out of the box because they're embarrassed. Mm -hmm. that Got it. They don't know how to use the thing. Yeah. Perfect. So you need to bring yourself back to that moment. Just play out. Like, what's this person going through? Yeah. Like, before they make a decision to, to buy into the, the program, mm -hmm. they're questioning back and forth. Like, oh, my goodness. We... You know, my my wife spent uh, $2,000 on this camera and I don't know what the freak to do with this thing. Yeah. I, 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 I can't even figure out how to, you know, put the battery in the thing. Yeah. You know, like, what do I do? You know, am I going to actually hold this thing upside down? You know, <laughs> like, I see I see people laughing at other people when they do that funny little stance when they're taking a yeah. photo. Is, yeah, there a right, yeah. is there a right way to hold this thing? I don't want to be embarrassed and hold it wrong. Like what's okay. the right way to hold this camera? And, and I think I think if you have that live group in front of you for the workshop, you can dig deeper with them because it is going to be conversational, right? So it's not like you're going to say, what's your greatest fear? But like, it'll happen yeah. in conversation where you can really, you know, tell me about when you first started, what did you experience? What did you find challenging? You can have yeah. those conversations and that's going to be really awesome data gathering for you too. Yeah, because I do do a Q&A at the end. Yeah. Like teaching and then two live shoots, indoor, outdoor, and then Q&As at the end. So I think that'd be a good chance to really record that and yeah. hear their objections okay yeah. yeah so that's all going to be gold now what yeah. i will what i will also say is that during this process i just want you to be aware of the people that you know even when you're doing the live shoot and they're going to step and shoot there's going to be the couple that are insecure they're going to step back they're going to learn they're going to observe they're not going to be sure of themselves go over and quietly talk to them just yeah. want to make sure you're okay you know what are you thinking right now yeah yeah they won't yeah. They're going to be like, I, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, I, I know you just did that, but I'm confused. Like, what, what did you do? I don't want to look stupid here in a second. Under your settings, they would ask me that a lot. Yeah. And I, I did used to be a school teacher. So that part of me is very, I try to be really sensitive to that, but it's still hard. I limited this group to, I was supposed to be 15, not 16. His last one was 20. And it was just too many people for me to try to help efficiently. 
And I felt like there were a couple outliers that probably didn't get the attention they needed. And I reached out to them after because I felt bad about that. But okay, cool. Thank you so much. That was so helpful. Yeah. So in that in that internal is just an emotional element that's attached and or a belief system that's attached to the question that's external. Okay. Just always dig deeper. Yeah. And uh, I know somebody referenced one. It's an NLP. It's a neurolinguistic trick is you always ask, why is that important to you? Mm-hmm. And then when somebody says something, you say, and why is that important to you? Yeah. And then what will end up happening is they'll dig into an emotional state. They'll dig into their insecurity and their fear. And that's where you want to get to the root of why they said what they, what they said initially. But a lot, when you dig in deeper, um, that normally your objections are insecure. Like, well, what we say verbally normally has a deeper root emotional attachment yeah. that yeah. we don't readily say you know, out in the open. Yeah. So you can, when you get, dig into the deeper piece, that's yeah. the internal that manifests what you see externally. Yeah. And that's so hard. We do everything in life, right? I'm going to start using that on my husband. Why is it? Why do you feel that way? Why? Why? Yeah. <laughs> that's really good. Thank you so much. That was so helpful. Yeah. So welcome. Great question. But there's a lot of breadcrumbs left in, in all the Facebook groups and all the things mm-hmm. that are out there. Yeah. I need to get more active in those. I just haven't had the time, but I need to make time to do that. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I mean, just for me, like if I was in a copyright, what you're going to do, I would just say, you know, are you ready to divorce your brand new camera? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not you. It's your camera. It's not, (laughs) it's not, you know, it's me. You know, and because what's the reality of this person? They bought the professional camera. They thought they were going to put the battery in, put the lens on and take a photo. And it magically was going to be better than any photo that they've ever taken their entire life. social media was going to rave about it. And the reality just shifted and changed. Like, oh my goodness, I just wasted $2,000. This thing is not magically taking a better photo than my iPhone. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't know how to change the settings. And then they go back to using the iPhone. Yeah. And they lose it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's their fear is that they just totally wasted money and that things going to sit in a box or in a cabinet and they're not going to, they, they had a desire. They had an aspiration, bring them mm-hmm. back to that. Mm-hmm. You invested okay. in this is because you did want to take better photos. You did want to have the jaw dropping photos that, you know, your entire family and the rest of the, you know, the local community is liking and sharing and commenting on your photo versus everybody else. Right. I can sure. bring you back and show you how to achieve that. Perfect. How to achieve that's perfect. Yeah. And show them what it is they're wanting and bring them that excitement back. Okay. Yeah. Love it. Amazing. Thank you guys. Amazing. Keep us keep us posted. Let us know how the event goes and what you discover. I think I've I will. I will. It'll be fun. I'm excited. Awesome. Awesome. Can I can I get one more? Sure. Okay. Sorry. I know we're way over. <laughs> you want to do the best market research ever? What's that? Do what we do here. Mm. Oh. Every single question that each of you ask gives us internal and external. Helps us with our copy. Why do you think we we translate this right into a podcast? Mm-hmm. Because it's exactly what people we want to bring into our world have the same questions on the outside of this call. So you could do any equivalent. This is our equivalent of what you're doing with those 16 people that paid for it. Like in real time, the questions that are being asked, the the concerns, the different input that's given back and forth, all of that contributes to the conversation. We could never write the copy that all of us just naturally talk through this entire conversation. Right. Right. And it's valid. That's so good. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. Welcome. If you enjoyed this podcast, then join us on our free live Zoom calls twice a month. 
you'll get to ask your membership questions and hang out with awesome membership owner peeps. Just sign up to be notified at membershipsmastermind.com.